Like Dora the Explorer, or just yell everything. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I I never watched Dora Explorer. Is that what the deal is? Yeah, she yells like everything she says. But all I really know that she yells is "Vamanos!" Come well, on, that's an Vamanos! Thing to yell, everybody, so let's I, go. I yell that at Cap all the time, it's like important. really loud. Yeah, because you want him to speed up. Yeah, exactly. And you got to put some emphasis behind those words. Well, yeah, but he's Captain America, not Captain Mexico, so he doesn't understand what "Vamanos" means. Oh, oh. that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys hear that new freaking Kanye stuff? New freaking Kanye stuff. He's just crazy town. That's what he is. He's going a little is there, crazy is lately. There, is there new music? There is new music. There's, there's. He's released two new tracks. One of okay. them is one of the most god-awful things I've ever heard in my life. The other one okay. is pretty decent. Yeah? Yeah, it's really interesting. It literally, the, so the, the words, the song that I'm talking about that's god-awful, that I, I think he's trolling everybody. But the entire lyrics of the song, at least Kanye's verse, is scoop diddy poop, scoop, scoop the poop, poop diddy scoop, scoop the poop. For reals? For reals. That's his verse. Sounds like the theme song of when I scoop the litter box (laughs) in the mornings. It's the song Rachel sings to her in her head as she uh, cleans up after a cat. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Scoop whatever scoopity poop. Scoop, scoopty poop. So you know, Kanye, he's oh. a sane person. Yeah, sure, <laughs> he is. He's something. He's something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know where you can go when you want to get totally insane? Is that a cold open? That's a terrible cold open. Yeah, it's that's a really bad not cold very open. Good. You know where you can find a fucking awesome cold open, though? <laughs> I bet you can find it in the Savage Land. And on the seventh day, Thanos rested. Welcome back to the Savage Land, everybody. I'm Peter. Hi, Peter. I'm sure. God damn it. <laughs> I was hoping I was hoping one of you would pick up the reference and we'd do a little line from Infinity War and it'd be funny. Oh. One of you'd oh, be like using I fucking panicked hard using over using our our make uh made up names or fake names or whatever. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. of you would be like, I'm Doctor Strange and I'd be like, Oh, we're using our made up name anyway. I should have said I'm Doctor Strange. Oh. That might have been easier to pick up on. I wouldn't have picked up the button. No, I well, yeah. Shit. Sorry. I was like, I was firmly in remembering. <laughs> yeah, Matt was visibly panicking. He's just like, what's happening? I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared for this. Uh, the Savage Land is the land of failed bits where you can find us each and every week talking about comic books and movies and whatever the fuck. Uh, my real name is Jason. I'm Rachel. I'm Matt. And today we're going to be talking about the big, the big daddy, the motherload, the, 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 the movie of all movies, the culmination of 10 years of filmmaking. Um, so I was going to go for a bit there, but I'm just, I'm going to bail. I was too. I'm actually, I'm, I've been, I've been rapidly pulling up Fandango to try and figure out what other movies came out this week and nothing fucking came out except Infinity War, which is what we're talking about. Uh, I, so I that's, mean, who else would who else would go up against it? Yeah, nothing. Right? I mean, yeah. On. Why? I, you, <laughs> why? 
we started off the show with two failed bits, guys. I think we're doing well. Um, yeah, but, uh, doing well. <laughs> buckle up, folks. <laughs> before we before we bust on into that, oh, let the sunshine in. That's what we were going to talk about. Anyway, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, before we do that, though, we gotta we gotta open up a bottle and pour the ketchup all over your mouth holes. Uh, talk about shit we've been doing in the last week. So let's let's start it off with Matt. Oh my God! Why me? I'll go first, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't have any. All my, all my, all my. Um, no, no, wait for it. All my, all my super dope uh, comic book ketchup. It's all wrapped up in the main topic. That's Interesting. all. It's all in there. Hey, maybe maybe I have some so of that gonna, too. So so I'll talk about other things I'm doing in my life because that's what I'm doing with my time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys can veto if you want, but I mowed my lawn. I went, cam- I went camping over the weekend. Ah, how was it? Where'd you go? I went canyoneering in Robert's Roost. I saw your uh, uh, I saw your betrothed posting about that. She did my betrothed. <laughs> my betrothed. Your betrothed. Uh, my, um, yeah, no, we went we went canyoneering in um, sort of in the same area where. Uh, Homeboy got his arm stuck. Oh, James Franco. Hey, James Franco got his arm stuck for yeah. a movie. Mm-hmm. He's so he's so brave. <laughs> Is his arm still there? His yeah, still his arm's still there. there. <laughs> it's tradition to kiss James Franco's severed finger. <laughs> That's gross. That just really grossed me out. Like, not even the severed arm grosses me out, but the kissing his finger. That's like the Blarney Stone for the Canyoneers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we did. We went down there, um, did a canyon called Chambers, which is notorious for being unbelievably tight. Uh, tight. And it's so tight, dog. So tight. Have you ever seen a canyon tight. that's tight? Mm. Uh, but really though, it's, it's, it's been on our, it's been on my list for a couple of years now and I keep like, we're trying to go, we never go and I've hyped it up so much that I, we were going in and I was like, it's not going to be that crazy. Mm-hmm. It was one of the crazy. It was hands down the craziest canyon I've ever done. Oh shit! I mean, th- there's points where you're standing up, walking sideways, and the wall is pressing on your back and your chest, and you're just squeezing through. Rachel's giving me a Mm-mm. solid <laughs> note face. No, nope. <laughs> and you're just like you are. You're squeezing through, and you have to exhale to get through these spots. Like a and baby so coming out of the womb. So you have to... <laughs> I'm just going to skip that bit just real skip. fucking quick. Uh, so you do. You have to... It's like controlled breathing, right? Because you don't panic. Because if you panic, you're fucked. Yeah. But you are you have this pressure on your chest, and you're just like slowly pushing through. And then there's some points where it gets so tight, you have to, you have to, you have to uh, stem up like 20 feet above the ground and then... Uh, uh, traverse that way, like twenty feet up. Yeah, where the walls, instead of being nine inches apart, are like fourteen inches apart. So you're still like just holding yourself with pressure. That's like the opposite uh, problem of when I say something is nine inches. What is? Oh, it's a dick uh, joke. That's oh, a dick joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, joke. what is joke. happening Matt, right now? When, when Matt says nine inches, it's really fourteen, and when I say nine inches, it's really like five. It. I get it. I get it. 
right. <laughs> dick jokes. Dick jokes. Yay. Uh, no, anyway, so yeah, so you do this long traverse and you gotta, anyway, it's fucking nuts, but there's these, it's called chambers because it's, there's chambers, there's chambers every, and, <laughs> and so we started calling it, we were the, it was the, we were, it, we, we referred to it only as the chamber of secrets. Nice. Of course. As and we should. all got nicknames and we had, I was the wand and Jacob <laughs> was dick the jokes. curse and I don't remember what Evan was and Phil was the basilisk. Fucking Evan and Phil. Cool, and that's how we would, would refer to each other, but only in the canyon, only, only in the chamber. Of course, that's yeah, yeah. seems appropriate. What's, anyway, what what happens in this chamber of secrets stays in the chamber of secrets, as they say. Oh man, I'm not telling you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was very technical, very difficult, and then there's a long middle section. It's like a subway almost, where it's big but wide. Uh, I the problem I'm having right now is I can hear everything coming out of my mouth and just feel jason sexualizing it like no matter what yeah. words are, no matter what words i'm saying big wide tight big, wide, guys tight. i'm restraining all right <laughs> i purposefully took a drink Whole of water so that i crack. wouldn't say anything sexual <laughs> just, um anyway it's like a subway it's this big kind of tube you <laughs> <laughs> is it is it is it girthy it's like it's like so tight and you pop out and it's just girth for days <laughs> Uh, oh, and, you, and you're walking through this big kind of open subway, and then there's like a small crack in the ceiling, and I don't know, it's beautiful, very, very gorgeous. And then the exit of the end of the canyon is, uh, it's just a crack in a cliff, and you get to the end, and it's like a f- six foot drop down to the sand, and you're out. Jeez, it's nuts. Oh, like a butt yeah, crack. I don't think I'll be doing that. You said so crack. that picture you saw, Jay. That's that's that was me at the very end of the canyon. Damn, son, that's a that's a yeah. fucking adventure. How long did it take? So, oh, that's the fun part. It's like a quarter of a mile, and it took probably two and a half hours. <laughs> just because it's you move so slow. Yeah, and there's four of us, slow. and it's just there's lots of like taking breaks and like breathing deeply again. And and that uh, sounds so awful. <laughs> there's this one point we're going through, and I look back at Jenica, and she's like smashed. We had all gone up and over this section because it was too tight. And she's small, so she's like, I'm just going to do it. So she's, don't fucking do it, Jason. I can just hear you chuckling over there. So she's she's pushing her way through this. And I've never seen this look in her eyes of like, I just called it the beast. She had the beast in her eyes of just like, oh my God. Because it just kept getting tighter and tighter. She's just like, I can see her getting crushed between the two walls. Uh, Anyway. It was nuts. I would have panicked, and then I would be stuck, and I'd be dead now. I wouldn't have blamed you. <laughs> I mean, it was, there, was, there were absolutely moments where it was full control. How do I, how do I not panic? How do I like focus on my sh- breathing? And I'm breathing like. <gasps> yeah, I would. I would definitely go into panic mode in that situation. I'm not good with because you can't breathe deeply because there's oh. nowhere for your oh. chest to go. It's just, that yeah. sounds like my that. Yeah, that is that is absolutely my nightmare. Like every time I've gone canyoneering before, which is not many, uh, getting into those situations where like your chest can't move out very far, I'm like, oh yeah. fuck, I'm 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 dead now. Okay, cool. I'm, yeah, just no, die. and it's and it's and it's crazy because you're like, you're, it's like oh, it's it's intense and you're stuck in this thing and it kind of feels like a cave, right? Mm. And then you look up and you can see the sky above you. Right? But you're being crushed. But you're just like mm. uh, uh, being crushed, yeah. Getting James Franco'd. There's a couple sections. You know, it's a tiny little crack. 
And so the sun only only shines in, you know, for you know, 45 minutes out of the whole day. Yeah. And we were this long section we were in, the sun was like beaming down on us. So you're in this crack that's usually dark. Sun's beaming down, it's hot. That was intense. Man, it, like anyway. if if there's anybody who should feel relatively comfortable in a place like that that's super like, you know, thinly uh enclosed, you'd think that I'd be like more comfortable than most since my frame is very slight. Uh but that like it's still like there's there's that's just not a situation I would ever put myself in. I I admire you greatly for for doing that. No, it's pretty crazy. It's it, it's the crazy. It's even crazier when you have to like when you have to like like you know back on one wall, feet on the other, and like wedge yourself mm. up fifteen feet and then go sideways. Mm. That's that's the craziest thing because you know if you slip, you're just gonna be like foop and stuck. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah no so, and people Ugh. and people uh, often get stuck in there. It's uh, it's it's it is known for people getting stuck in it and dying. Uh, nobody's died yet, but there's been. Uh, Oh, be they've the had to mount some pretty, some pretty, pretty serious, uh, you know, wilderness rescue squads to go get them. Good and God. or they, you know, people, there's stories of people having to go up. So somebody gets stuck, like you know, a good chunk of the way in the canyon, mm-hmm. and the person who was behind them had to go do shuttle runs up and back through the canyon with. Uh, and to get all the rocks they could find to make a pile of rocks under the guy's feet so he could slowly stand on this pile of Fuck. rocks to get, high en- to get high enough to pop out. Good Christ. Yeah. No. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd be dead. I'm tapping Me out Me and right Jason away. would just be dead. Yeah. We'd accept our fate pretty quickly. <laughs> no, it's crazy. It's like, and there's hey. no, you know, and usually the ones we do, there's lots of like rappelling and technical stuff. This is There's no rappels in this at all. Mm. It's like you can't bring gear i mean you have to bring oh. like one small backpack with like some water in it and that's it because you can't get anything through it it's too tall jeez uh, it's nuts nice. anyway and then at the very end uh you walk down the canyon a bit once you pop out of the slot you walk down the canyon <laughs> and uh um <laughs> <laughs> fucking jason just turn your just turn your just turn your mic off and you snicker you snickering little guy you get down to the river. It's called the uh, Giant Sexy Horn Dog Beast River. <laughs> that sounds hot. <laughs> no, you get down to this river though, and it's just this like glorious soft mud river, and you wash all the dirt off you and go swimming and <laughs> run up and down the river, and it was amazing. Hell yeah! So I would I would say that was one of the best days I've had in a long time. And this is for for those who don't know. For anyone, any episode, someone's first episode. You know what I mean? Uh, Matt and Rachel live in Utah, which is also where I'm from. So that's that's where you can find this kind of wilderness glory. Visit utah.com yep. or whatever. Utah.com. That's just the that's where you <laughs> find anything. You know what's funny? <laughs> there is. So I just barely moved, and a block and a half away from my new apartment, there is a giant billboard advertising tourism in Utah. That's weird. Yeah, it's kind of a that doesn't surprise me at all because Utah tourism is a huge thing. Yeah, totally. Although it it's, really is. It's a it's, s- we have we we have I mean Southern Utah is one of like three places on earth where you can find slot canyons like that and the desert like that. I mean it's it's, it's really unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird though cuz like the this particular tourism ad for Utah like doesn't really advertise anything 
unique about utah it's just like a guy on a motorcycle and like it says something about like the free road or something you know like experiencing free life or some shit like that is not anything about actual utah it's just like ride your motorcycle on an open road yeah i guess that's i guess that makes sense in la where it's like ride your motorcycle in traffic i guess yeah but it's also like drive your motorcycle 12 hours to get there first well, I mean, it's not riding on a, it's on a hours. motorcycle through like all those canyons and stuff mm. is pretty cool. Oh, it's amazing. So, it's true. I get that. Yeah. Although I guess uh, if you're talking Southern Utah, sure, it's nine hours, not 12. Yeah, Southern yeah, Utah. Yeah, yeah. Talking Southern Utah, boy. Still, nine hours is way too long. Um, we saw pronghorn antelope. Mm. Ooh, cool. We saw, we saw wild horses. Ponitas. We endured a 45 mile per hour sustained wind the almost the entire Fuck time. Off. Jesus, that, that sucked. That was yeah, fun. <laughs> that's that's know. the kind of wind that would just lift me off the ground and take me up into the heavens. <laughs> yeah, pretty yep. much. Like, all right, see you guys. Dead that way too. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, <laughs> all these things you're describing are situations in which I die. Oh, okay. Here's the best. Here's the here's the here's the. I'll cap it with this. So. Okay. 45 mile per hour winds at our campsite. We're sit, we're camping up on top of the ridge. There's a huge canyon below us, and the wind's just ripping up through the canyon and then just hitting that ridge where we are and just blasting us. Mm-hmm. So all of our tents had collapsed. Everything was just, like, flat. It was so miserable. So it, we, we said, all right, let's pack up and move camp. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, we're way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere. So we pack up, start driving. It's like 10 o'clock at night. We're on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. I mean, this area is one of the most remote places in the country mm-hmm. where we are. And nothing. There's nothing out there. And we're coming up this road. And we're kind of like, what the hell is that in front of us? It looks like... What? I can't tell. And we drive up closer. And it's two dudes in full like backpacking gear. Like their just big backpacks fucking. everything. Right? Just in the middle of nowhere fucking. at 10 o'clock at night. Just just walking up the road with a dog and two goats. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, two goats. And the goats had, like, packs on them. Like, they were, like, pack goats or something. But, like, the fucking gnarly, like, big-horned billy goats. Like, Oh. It was crazy. That's strange. It was the weirdest thing I've ever <laughs> come across down there. I mean, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Because that was going to be my follow-up question was, did they bring the goats with them? Or did they find these goats? But if they have packs, yeah, they, yeah, I'm guessing... they were like they were like pack goats. With, I'm sure it had all the sorts of gear and stuff on them. Why don't I have a pack goat? I want a pack goat. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah, we drive we drive up and we're like, do we help them? What the fuck is this? And we drive up and they just like smiled and waved at us. And we're like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> good, good luck, guys. You are fucking far from anything <laughs> with your goats. With your goats, and that's it. <laughs> That's it so weird. That is very strange. I wanna, no, you should have you should have stopped and asked for those guys' story, especially so at like <laughs> ten o'clock at night, right? Like, so what's yeah. your story? What's, what's your story? You what's going on here? What's what's? Tell me about yeah. goats. Yeah, I mean, maybe they were hiking at night because it's cooler, but it was just like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, here? that makes sense, but still, that's strange. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Anyway, that's my catch up. I did that. Hell yeah. Rachel, Rachel, what you got in your your little dippable peel back containers? You know what I'm talking about? Um, like Chick Fil A? No, has. I have no idea what that. You know, is. like the ketchup Chick Fil A? Or no, you don't go to Chick Fil A. Uh, it's like oh, a wait, wait. No, I got a quick addendum because you just reminded me by saying Chick Fil A. 
went we, we went to Cul- <laughs> we went to Culver's. Oh, dude, way down. Oh, dude. Do you get? Do you guys know Culver's? Fuck I yes. Don't. It's the most horrible. Whoa. Greasiest. Whoa. Like shittiest. Like whoa. Worst. Worst <laughs> possible. Fuck you. Choice of a, of a meal to eat for dinner before you go spend a day in tight slot canyons where well, sure. everybody's just. You're just bloated. farting the whole time. Oh, God. And there's <laughs> nowhere for farts to go except for just <laughs> sit there with you as you're trying to, like, smash your way down. Well, hold on. Really Fuck quick. those butter burgers. Really quick, though. And their cheese curds. Really quick, though. Cheese curds. Was it good? No. I Fuck you. Low, I don't think it was good. <laughs> you, dude, we, we have a nope. serious fucking problem right now. <laughs> okay, bud. Would you would you go with In and Out over Culver's? Yes. Oh God damn! And I, and In and Out, I would also say is pretty fucking bad, dude. I okay. I think Culver's is the best <laughs> fast food burger place in the country, in the no world. Way. Nay, the world. Nope. Not even close. Nay, the universe. Okay. God. Anyway, damn it. sorry, I derailed everything. Back Ugh. to your Chick Fil A. Yeah, and you. Chick- Caused anyway. a fight. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Jesus. I just mostly wanted to tell the joke about how we farted the whole way through the camera. Matt. Yeah, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm not mad, Matt. <laughs> I'm just I'm just disappointed. Um, okay, now, Rachel, I was talking about, Rachel. there's like, it's a little, you know what a barbecue sauce packet looks like usually at a fast food place? Yeah. They have those for ketchup, uh, but there's two ways to open it. You can either open one side and it just becomes like a ketchup packet. You squirt your ketchup out. Or you can open the other side and it becomes a dipping tub of ketchup oh okay yeah. it's the it's the best invention it's... in the history of ketchup anyway continue with your ketchup uh, uh, okay <laughs> i don't know these these fast food things is it obvious already that i eat that much fast food i think it is yeah you do eat a lot of fast food you do eat a lot of yeah, fast I do. food there bud I, I i've cut down in a recent lot. in recent months and, and year <coughs> That's good. Yeah. But I should all kill you, son. Yeah. Yep. I also I I'm way down on my soda consumption too. I went without it for like three or four months and now I'm like just very minimally drinking it. And now I'm like fucking back on now that way. Do bro. <laughs> do me do me, bro. Do me in the butt what? What? <laughs> anyway. Anyways, I read a comic book. <laughs> ah, which comic book did you read? All right, back on track with what we're supposed to be talking about. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to our comic book show where we spend 25 minutes talking about canyoneering and hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I Rach. read volume two of The Black Monday Murders oh, by Jonathan Hickman shit. and Tom Coker. I got yes. it too, but I'm, I haven't read it yet. You haven't read it yet? Oh. I can't wait. You're going to love it. It's still just. Perfect. <laughs> it is perfect, it just, right? It, it's just perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, I kind of agree with that for volume one, at least, is what I've read so far. God, we, we've been talking so much about Hickman lately, but he's he's the king. Yeah. He and the, the Hickman talk will not stop when we get into Infinity nope. War, I'm sure. I know. <laughs> I know. No, it, it's just going to keep going, but it really is, like, perfect. And... I, I still stuck with the listening to the downward spiral uh-huh. when I read this one too. And it, it just, that was the original like music choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it still, it fits perfect. Oh, cool. Like if you start from like Mr. Self-Destruct 
and just let it keep going and just keep reading like it it just it lines up which album is this the downward spiral by who nine inch nails oh man at some point i gotta get literate on nine inch nails Uh, do you think you could? You think you, you could? Do you think you could do volume two and like listen to the fragile or something? Yeah, I actually when I read volume one, I did the downward spiral and and the fragile uh-huh. kind of on a shuffle with each other, uh-huh. and it worked. Okay, hmm. it, it was still but really you good. Go on, you wouldn't want to go any farther than the fragile. Though. No, yeah, I don't think so. Nope. <laughs> what about earlier than the downward spiral? No, I don't think so either. No, no, I think you got to stick with those two. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. That's been Nine Inch Nails talk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our our friend on Instagram, uh, Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo. That's right, Junior Shabadoo. <laughs> he mentioned uh, Portishead as so well. I got the, I, mm. that, that raised a question for me: Which Portishead album? Hmm. I'm going to say third. Yeah. Not dummy, no way. Self-titled, no. maybe, but probably third. Yeah, I I would make the same a choice. A little more, little more dissonant, a little bit more non-traditional, and I think that would work. Anyway, sorry, fucking yeah. Jonathan Hickman. He <laughs> <a fucking> <laughs> well, and I I don't want to say anything really because you both need to read it, and it, I don't want to spoil anything. But it's still just amazing for, incredible for the people who maybe don't even know what black monday murder is give them kind of just like the pitch and, and what you like about the series in general or even just the sort of kicking off point for what it's about uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on but ultimately it's the idea that money is power and that in itself is a god and the god mammon if people you will. have yes and people have worshipped this god for many many years he has schools devoted to him just all these different cults families mm-hmm. passed down and they're all just worshiping him and in volume two you do see him do you and it is so cool. <laughs> Interesting. Especially if you like kind of weird, demonic, you know, it kind of has this, the voice of Sauron type Phil from Lord of the Rings as well, which is super cool. And Ooh. yeah, it, I can't recommend it enough. Down with that. Down it's with that just, summary. It's the best. Um, yeah, I really, I, uh, I, I can't recommend Black Monday Murders highly enough. I mean, it's since nightly news, I think it's the best thing that Jonathan Hickman's done and, and Tom Coker, especially, I mean, he's been, Coker's been working in comics for a long time, but his illustration in this series is, I think above and beyond anything that he's done before. And it is so dark and ink heavy and, you know, it's like, it's, it's realistic without being, um, to like without looking photo heavy you know i'm sure he uses photo references most comic artists do uh but it's it's stylized in this really kind of cool noirish way and i believe he colors himself in the book i could be wrong about that um i think he does 
but, I think so. Yeah, it's just there's 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 a real like there's a real atmosphere to everything that that Tom Coker brings um, that I feel it wouldn't like this book just wouldn't be right with any other artist. It's no like I, I I almost love it more for the visuals than the writing. I love the writing. I love the story, and I love the sort of format that they choose to tell the story in. Um, but it's just freaking pretty to look at. Like even the most gruesome scenes in the book, at least from volume one are like gorgeous to look at and stunning. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, um, kind of more sacrificial type ritual things Mm. going on in this one. Mm. And while gory and awful, like you just can't not look at it Yeah, and think that it, it just looks so good. And I, I like that sort of the access into this world, which, you know, like a lot of the the concepts of like, you know, the god mammon and stuff like that are really just taking things that definitely exist in our world and sort of adding this, you know, secret layer to them. Um, and I, I like that the entrance into that world is through this sort of like almost true detective type narrative or Twin Peaksy sort of thing where you've got this yeah. detective, you know, these people sort of working these cases um, to kind of you know, to kind of give you the, the sort of view and, and obviously the, the necessary exposition into all this. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very well-crafted story. I, I love that book. Yeah. It, it's so good. I, I don't want it to end. Like I just wanted it to keep going and mm-hmm. now I just have to sit here and wait for volume <laughs> three, I guess. Hell yeah. <laughs> the f- it's fun that each volume is only four issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it- they're each four they're issues, long. but they're, yeah, they're like 40-ish pages or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. And and I know, like, if you haven't read it and you've skimmed through it, it's going to seem very daunting with, like, <laughs> the letters yes. and, like, redacted documents and stuff, but it, it doesn't feel like that's too much no, once, once you get into yeah, it. Yeah, once you buy in... It's like it yeah. takes like 10 15 pages or something like that but once you're kind of like moving then I feel like you're 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 in. Well, and once you get to those it's like a, it, you want to read them because you're like, "Oh my god, yes, yeah. more information, please." Yeah, just yeah, give me more exactly. details on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want all the details. <clears throat> yeah. And, I mean, I I I've always kind of respected Hickman for that. He did he you know, tapered it down in his Marvel work, but in most of his creator-owned work there's a good amount of of that type of thing, you know, sort of integrating prose or random, you know, like he'll do like infographics or or documents or you know like transcripts and things like that. Um, that I think, you know, it's it, it, it's something that makes his comics kind of stand apart from a lot of other people's. Um, yeah. Have you two read the nightly news yet? No. No, but I just got it, so I, I I'm going to guys. I it, like seriously, it is it is so closely aligned with black monday murders in terms of like what what type of thing he's going for i think you'd both really love it um it it's definitely on my list yeah. but i mean <clears throat> jonathan hickman's a lot so <laughs> yes yep <laughs> no that's that's awesome though i'm glad you read volume two i'm definitely going to be reading it uh pretty soon yeah I, you'll love it yeah. um was that was that all your catch up um i have Watched the first two new episodes of Westworld. Oh, and I don't want to know anything. I, yeah, I can't say anything because Matt's like, "I want to wait," <laughs> which I get it. But Rachel, do you think? Uh, I mean, without spoiler talk, do you do you think it's? Are you enjoying it more or less than season one? I don't quite know yet. It's mm. still 
really good. It, this one time jumps a lot. I'll say that. Interesting. To where you've you've already seen the end, and then it'll time jump to present, and then it'll go to oh, the past, okay. and then it'll go back to the present. And it it hasn't hit it yet, but there are the other parks and. They are going to go there. So, uh, Rachel. <laughs> no, I figured. I, that, I, that was already a, a known thing, but. <laughs> yeah, they show it at the end of the first season. Yeah. yeah. They haven't got there yet, but I'm so excited. It, it's so good. It's definitely probably my favorite TV show. Interesting. I might I might give it another chance this season and, and binge through season one and catch up. It didn't. It didn't. You didn't like it. No, I, I, I got a little annoyed with Westworld in season one. I was, I was, I don't know. There were a few things that I was like, okay, you fucking whatever. Um, I felt like there were there were certain aspects that it was getting a little Abramsy, uh, and not in a good way. But we won't we won't have to get into that. This isn't Westworld talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can I'll, I'll revisit it and and see if I still have the same problems or if I was just being a fucking bummer. Probably were being a bummer. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know that actually makes us a good seg- segue for what my ketchup is. I don't have much this week. I just have one thing. Um, but mine is uh, both Hickman related and sort of semi Westworld related because uh, I read Volume One of East of West. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> You guys, you guys have been on me to read it for a long time. I've, I've had the first vol- two volumes uh, for, I don't know, I, I bought them like at least six months ago. Um, so I'm, I'm through the first volume. I've started in on the second volume. Uh, as far as the first volume goes, I will say it's all right. Boo. I, I'm, I'm waiting for Just it to... all right? Just all right. I'm waiting for it to really hook Just me. Just all right? I know. I know. No, I, that's that's fair. It took me. Yeah. It it, it took takes me a little a chunk to get through. I think it was volume two where I really got sort of like pulled in. Mm-hmm. It, just because I think when volume one, I, I remember it was fairly. Uh, I don't know. It feels Not like a clear as to what the fuck was going exactly. on. Exactly. It feels yeah. like a lot of sort of setup and not all the pieces really are fitting together yet and you know a lot of it's just like look at this world and i'm not super clear on whether this is like our future or like an alternate timeline or you know like oh i so i've mentioned it before it's in it's volume i don't know i just have the i have the hardcover books not the volumes but it's think it's volume like three or four where he actually that's the one he drops like a timeline in (laughs) Cool. <laughs> the exact place you want the timeline. Well, I kind of appreciate it because it kind of leaves it up to you to sort of like try to put pieces together and then a point where it's like, just kidding, here's it. here it is. Yeah. And then you can also yeah. just look it up and be like, oh, okay, here's what's going on. Yeah, I mean, that, and I, I don't want to do that. Um, cause, you know, because that, that's part of the, I think, what makes Black Monday murders work really well is that, you know, like you, you get to a certain point where you still don't know what the fuck's going on and eventually it kind of clicks. Um yeah. yeah. So by the time I got to the sort of timeline, mm-hmm. it was pro- it was about sixty percent clicked, mm. and the timeline was just like like those last couple missing pieces. Mm-hmm. So he gives you enough information, and there's probably a lot of stuff I missed because I was just reading it furiously. Yeah. Uh, 
But it absolutely gets to a narrative point where it's not just like world building and it's definitely like, here's the story. Here's the journey that we're going to go on now. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it really takes off. Yeah, and it I still... A, I'm, I'm not trying to... I just don't want to say too much, but it involves a child. Have you have you met a child yet? Um, Probably not. I don't think it's that early in the this, in this series. Yeah, I don't think it's... Yeah, it's like the the horsemen, yeah. the the three remaining horsemen or whatever I've met, obviously, but um, yeah, not that. yeah, okay. No, there's a definite, there's a very specific child that mm. uh, once you meet this child, it all starts to really start flowing. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So I so I would urge you to keep going because it just gets better and better. But I, I I'm also very empathetic with how it it's a hard comic to write because it a read because it could it took me two times to start it yeah and i i fully and that's the thing is it took me i think three times i read the i've read the first issue now i think four times um but i yeah i'm i'm committed at this point especially because like i have so i have the first two volumes and i have volume six um i lent the first two volumes to a friend of mine like a few weeks back she read it and loved it and like won't stop glowing about it. And so then she bought volumes three through five. I happened to find six at like a, a sale that a comic book store was having. And I got it for like three bucks. Um, yeah. And so now it's like, okay, I have access to all the volumes. And then I think she bought seven too. So it's like, okay, I have access to actually read through all of the volumes. They're right in my face. Like I might as well just fucking do it. Um, okay. And I will say yeah, the I- art. The, oh, go ahead, Rich. No, you. you I was going to say the art is pretty enough that like I'll keep coming back for the art no matter what. I mean, Nick Dragata is an amazing line artist, um, and I think his name I can't remember if his name is Zach Martin or something Martin, um, the colorist definitely complements his work really well. I've I've noticed that Nick Dragata Frank, is Frank Frank, Frank Frank Martin. Okay, um, I've noticed that Nick Dragata sounds like Zach. It it sounds yeah, it's like almost <laughs> Zach. Um, <laughs> I've no I've noticed that Nick Dragata is the type of artist where with certain colorists his art is really off putting to me. Um I know he did like some Fantastic Four stuff uh that I didn't love and, and a couple of other things. But when the colors are right with his line art, it I think looks unlike anything else, um in a really good way. And so I, I, I dig it for that and, and I think the color palette they use is often at least in the first volume, it's so western inspired. There's so much like topaz and kind of like tan sort of colors um yeah that makes it feel very rooted in where it's kind of sort of supposed to be set um and so i I, i'm loving the art and the story is at least enough to keep me kind of going but i'm definitely not hooked yet uh i also still have no idea what the fuck the title means and i'm hoping that at some point that makes sense Hmm. (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe Cause like I saw them, they there was like one little reference that said East of West in it, and I was like, okay, but that doesn't make any sense though. Like I don't, it still doesn't lend any more light on the title and what it means. Yeah, but hopefully I'll get there. I don't know. Maybe it's a seven to eternity situation where it's like eventually it'll click and and fall into place. Maybe. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's that's all I've got uh, for my catch up. Uh, we should. Let's let's segue now into the Marvel talk. Uh, we'll do a quick ad break, and then we'll go full Marvel, full Infinity War, full spoilers, all that shit. But before we do that, guys, you ever you ever worn a t-shirt? Yeah. I'm so sick of these rhetorical questions. 
I, I wear <laughs> t-shirts sometimes. Sometimes. Well, that's... You're... No, Jason, I've never worn... Oh, a Matt, you've never worn a t-shirt? Well, boy... Well, are you in luck? You are so in luck. A t-shirt but never a t-shirt. A t-shirt. <laughs> she sells t-shirts by the sea shorts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Well, Matt, you've never worn a t-shirt before. Uh, do you happen to have interests? Nope. You don't have any interests? <laughs> I'm just going to no oh. butt him for this whole thing. That's great. That's that's the best way to do improv, Matt. Uh, well, yep. Improv. Yep. I, I'll, I'll help you out and help you find some interests. Uh, I think a thing that you, you could you... be interested in is like maybe Star Wars. I don't know if you're interested. You're not interested in Star Wars yet, but you will be. Um, maybe Marvel. You know, maybe you're interested in music. You will be. Or maybe maybe you're interested in, in, in <laughs> mountains. Uh, whatever you're interested in, you can go to tblocks.com. And uh, do you have mountain shirts? Do you have mountain shirts, T blocks? I don't know if they have mountain shirts. They have a lot of different. What categories, about canyons? Though. They might have canyons. I don't know. You'd, you'd have to go to T blocks.com to find out. That's T E E B L O X.com uh, to see what kind of uh, categories they've got for men and women. They have men t shirts and women t shirts. Um, you can go to T blocks.com and uh, you can choose from their wide variety of shirts and just buy one offhand or you can subscribe to their monthly box that will uh, send you stuff from any one of those categories that are your interest maybe you're into sports maybe you're into animals maybe you're into cars doesn't matter you can sign up for one of those themed boxes uh and you can use our promo code cool tbx to get you 10 percent off of your purchase um there's all sorts of really cool stuff and they their t-shirts are very high quality. Uh, I've said it before, but one of my favorite shirts I got from T Blocks. Um, and so, if you uh, and actually, Matt, they do have mountain themed shirts. They do have canyon themed shirts as well. So, fuck you. Hmm. What about animal bones? Maybe. Maybe. Because I'd be into that too. Go to tblocks.com <laughs> and search through their selection and find out. Uh, <laughs> but make sure you use the promo code CoolTBX at checkout, and that'll give you ten percent off. Um, that is again cool tbx at tblocks.com get yourself some t-shirts guys let's talk about marvel oh i i just God. have to d- d- interject here yes. because matt and i forgot to talk about something oh my god we did yeah fuck we did <laughs> all right I'll, I'll bring us in real quick okay hey rachel yeah her uh, how, how do you like god of war so far i love it <laughs> 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 that's how we talk when we're not on air too yeah we'll, we'll definitely uh edit that in post that'll it'll seem seamless it's definitely uh, gonna be edited it's the fucking best right it is amazing holy like, shit yeah everything everything about it is just incredible how far through it are you i am about to leave alfheim and go back to the bridge oh, okay because i got the light to my bifrost Heimdall, open the bridge. Yeah. Coolest. Yeah. Oh my God, they're so cool. It was so cool. Whole game's so cool. Yeah. Just the whole design of everything. I mean, obviously, we haven't got to all the realms yet, but just what I've seen is so cool. Um, But did you think about the the turtle? Oh, that was so cool. Like, everything about it is just so cool. And, uh, um, I did text it to you guys, but nobody responded when I'm like, Jarman Gander. No, I was just going to ask, what do you think about Jarman Gander? 
That's the what that's that's the scene I was like trying to tiptoe around. Yeah. Because when fucking Jormungandr shows up, it's holy shit. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, the it I have no complaints. Normally I'm like, well, well that's not real. I want to happen and <laughs> there's no world serpents Cuz I love Norse mythology, but yeah, everything about it's been Amazing. I have no complaints. And no, no. now I just can't stop saying boy. <laughs> boy? Especially to Cap. Boy? Boy. <laughs> Translate these runes. <laughs> pass him a box of Lucky Charms. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah, I have no regrets running out immediately and buying it. <laughs> No, I'm almost done. So we should next episode. Let's like okay. Let's go in depth. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Deal. Next right, next episode will be God Marvel. of War spoilers for sure. Yes. Make mine Marvel. <laughs> let's talk about Marvel. <laughs> um. All right, guys. Infinity War came out. Obviously, I think uh, to some varying degree, we've we've all kind of been diving into Marvel a little bit. I don't know if Rachel has, but I know Matt and I have. Um. Matt, what's what what kind of Marvel shit have you been sort of doing around this Infinity War event? None. Didn't you just say you were doing fucking shit? No. What are you talking about? You said at the beginning yeah, of the show. My catch up was the movie. My catch up was the movie. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought at the beginning of the show. I saw, I saw Infi- spoilers. I saw Infinity. <laughs> at the beginning of the show, it sounded like you were like, "Oh yeah, I read a bunch of Marvel stuff because I was stuck for the movie." I was like, "Oh, oh cool. No, no, we'll no, talk no, about no. that." No, I didn't. You fucking. Uh, I read. Okay, so I did read a little bit. I read... God, we are Hickman-centric. I started reading Hickman's <laughs> FF. Ooh, I love FF. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, it's super good. That's, like, probably one of my favorite I started comics. doing that because I I, 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 I think I'm going to try to do the Hickman run. Oh, dude, you didn't go back far enough. The full Hickman. I didn't go back far enough? You didn't go back far enough. You got to go back to Secret Warriors. I'm not going back that far. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> that's I've been wanting to do the I, same thing. I, I, you're right. I saw that he did Secret Warriors before, but I don't. I, that's not necessary. It's I. I mean, he sets up a lot of stuff that he pays off. Oh God damn it! <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get back to you guys on it. <laughs> I've heard Secret Warriors is amazing too. So, but he picks up Secret Warriors like halfway through. Yeah, yeah. I think Bendis started Secret Warriors or some shit. Okay. Well, whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I know that most of it starts in, in FF and Fantastic Four, so it's, you know, maybe you could probably get by without it. I feel like I'm going to do the whole thing, but I don't know. I don't know. I keep telling myself that, and then I don't. Anyway, go on. Anywho, I, I, there's nothing else. I just I just saw a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't do tons. I, I did the rewatch of almost all of the MCU, but then work got crazy and moving got crazy, and so I wasn't able to watch everything. Um but my 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 table still stands about the same. Where I think that Thor: The Dark World is shit. I think Captain America is incredibly bloated. The first one um, and long. It's so boring. It's just it's so boring. It's boring as wait, shit. Wait, wait, we just we need to because we need to if we haven't made it clear already. Full spoilers. Yeah, we're spoiling the shit out of uh, out of Infinity War. Full spoilers because yeah. because I hate tiptoeing around it. Yep. Yeah. So you just said. Captain America was bloated as shit. Yeah. Captain America is the only one I never showed Jenica because I was like, 
eh, you don't need to watch it. <laughs> it's so boring. <laughs> and then you're and three then quarters halfway, of the way through the movie. Halfway and through Infinity War, she goes, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. thankfully, it's not plot important to necessarily know who he is. Like, he explains at, everything at you all. need to know. I told yeah. her after the movie, and she was like, eh, okay. Yeah. Well, and he, I mean, he basically says he's like, at one point, that's right, whatever fucking <laughs> accent he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the Red Skull showed up. Um, which I which sort of called amazing. that a year and a half one ago, but not in that way. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> the one person that decided not to heed our warnings. Damn it! The one person was like, what's a spoiler? What? Hey! <laughs> what? You guys! You didn't warn me. Clearly the Red enough. Skull. I was going to see it next month. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, okay, so you know what? You So you watched almost all of them? I watched almost all of them. There were there were a few, like, kind of the recent ones that I didn't uh, watch. Like, I didn't wa- rewatch Guardians 2. I didn't rewatch Guardians 1 either. Um, I didn't rewatch Ragnarok or Black Panther because I'd just seen them. Um, but I did watch both of the... Avengers movies, Civil War, all of Phase One, um, and like half of Phase Two. Yeah, I did over the po- over the past like five or six months. I did Avengers, Ultron, Civil War, and uh, Ragnarok. Mm. So I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really try to deep dive at all. But yeah, yeah, I didn't either. But that's also like pretty just common. Like every once in a while, I just watch one of them. Oh, totally. Me too. Yeah, I usually throw on. Either Guardians or Ragnarok, mm-hmm. or Civil War. I will say, I watched that one quite a bit. I uh, so I started rereading Infinity Gauntlet. Um, I've never read Infinity Gauntlet all the way through. It's like a book that I'm like, oh yeah, I know what happens there, and I like have flipped through pages or like read a few snippets here and there, but I haven't ever actually read it all the way through. Um, I it's it's funny how much I. Uh, like it, it, structurally speaking, it's funny how much this movie is like pulling from basically the first issue of Infinity oh, totally. Gauntlet. Yeah. Oh, totally. And and there there was another thing that that I kind of noticed in the first issue that you know that scene in Guardians of the Galaxy where Ronan is like talking to Thanos and Thanos just like doesn't give a shit about him and he like kills uh, whoever that hooded guy is and whatever you know what I mean that sort of scene. Yeah. 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 It's like it's basically the scene from Infinity Gauntlet number one where Thanos is talking to Death, except Thanos is taking the role of Death and Ronan is taking the role of Thanos. Oh, huh. It's yeah, kind of totally. weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just noticed that and I was like, huh, interesting. And then like it made me think like maybe what if there's a chance that Ronan comes back in the next movie because he's coming back in Captain Captain Marvel. Um, but oh, that's right. But he'll yeah. I mean it'll probably be a flashback to her origin since he's Kree and all that shit. Um, anyway. Uh, and so th- that also got me thinking, like, maybe maybe the next, you know, there is something to the theory that the next Avengers movie is called Infinity Gauntlet, uh, and that this is more set up for that. Anyway, we'll get into, we'll get into that shit. Um, <laughs> but Infinity Gauntlet's really good, and I'm, I'm interested to see if I'm really thrown by the change of artist from George Perez to Ron Lim halfway through, because um, I know that's a big thing that people don't like. I uh, yeah. anyway, what what did you guys think of Infinity War? I was floored. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was 
I was if, if if you new listeners, you don't know this. Old listeners, you know that I've been sort of been like about everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was kind of. I mean, I've really been checked out, and I haven't been paying attention at all. And that's actually been really nice. And then movie starts, and it's going on for about ten minutes, and I was like, okay, it's a Marvel movie. There's some funny jokes, nothing special. And then I don't something in my brain just clicked over and I was not watching a movie anymore. I was just like in the fucking zone <laughs> and amped. And yeah. for the rest of the movie it was just like 15 again just like oh fuck yes. Yeah. Everything which is the fucking best. Which scene do you think it was that I don't activated remember that? Remember really when it really clicked. I think it was I think it was when uh I know exactly when it was. It was when the fucking when 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 Stark shoots the iron spider suit at Peter. Mm. Yes. And he falls and he catches it and the entire crowd was like Whoa! <laughs> and I was like yeah. there it is. There it is. This is why this is why I like doing yep. this. Cuz the crowd went nuts yeah. over the iron spider suit. Did you now let's let's talk about theater experiences. Did you both see it in IMAX 3D? I saw it in IMAX. Mm. And I saw IMAX 3D. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I so I the first time I saw it was just standard format. Second time I saw it was IMAX 3D. I kind of want to see it in IMAX 2D because I'm never that big of a fan of 3D. Um, however, I will say I didn't really notice anything uh, with the 3D this time. Like there wasn't anything to me that was like, oh, that's horrible, um, or like distracting. But at the same time, I didn't notice anything that was like, oh, I'm glad that's 3D. No, it was like really balanced. Yeah, and I and I really appreciated that because you could tell it was 3D, but it wasn't like. Look at my hand reach out of the screen. You know, it, was, <laughs> it was just like, no, I'm still just watching a movie. It's just the depth, a little bit of depth and stuff is there. But yeah. It didn't feel over the top. And I will say, I mean, it's, it's, it is an impressive move that Marvel shot the entire thing in IMAX. And so it's not like every other movie that they've released in IMAX has been fucking bullshit because it's not shot in IMAX. It doesn't have an IMAX aspect ratio. It's just a bigger except for, screen. Except for, except for Doctor Strange. Uh-uh. Doctor Strange, they didn't film in IMAX. Doctor Strange, every time he goes to the weird places, it changes to IMAX format. Oh, they did a partial. Okay, yes. fine. Oh, I'll give him. I didn't know that. I'll give him some credit for that. Um, <laughs> Which is kind of it, it is cool that they, that's cool. That's a cool method. Yeah. It's cool. It's immersive. That is cool. It's cool. Whatever. <laughs> My guess. Um, but uh, it's impressive that they shot this entire thing with IMAX cameras. Uh, which is definitely a contributor to the billion dollar budget across these two movies. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, I, I actually prefer the standard ratio more than IMAX. Really? I do. I think the standard ratio is more cinematic than the IMAX ratio. Mm-hmm. Look at this guy. Look at this fucking guy talking about this, this shit. guy over this here. Fucking guy. Yeah. Does he get off talking bit more... about this? <laughs> yeah. But I, but it, nonetheless, I thought this worked wonderfully in IMAX. Yeah. Um so I mean for for like what were the moments that your crowd like really lost its mind the most? I mean Matt mentioned, you know, the spider spider suit like clinging onto him. Was there anything that like really made your crowd lose it, Rachel, for better or for worse? Pretty much everything. <laughs> they were Yeah, they were going cheering. Nuts. Were yeah, there was a lot of cheering and yeah. clapping like anytime anybody showed up there was just like cheers. I had there was someone in my theater that let out a total like a scream literally went no 
when uh, Black Panther faded away? Yeah. <laughs> I had a couple of those uh, when Black Panther faded. I had there's a woman in my who was like, no, 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 <laughs> like the like goobery crying mess, and I was like, oh boy. Easy, yeah, th- there easy was back there. The only time I heard like audible nose was when Iron Man gets stabbed. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was a. I, I had a couple. No. I had a couple of those too. They weren't. It, it was more like gasps of incredulity you know yeah there were gasps (gasps) and a lot of no's (laughs) yeah (laughs) the biggest the biggest cheer hands down the biggest cheer was when thor comes ripping out of the rainbow bridge with stormbreaker oh oh yeah yeah. i cheered during that just went that that was my moment where i'm like fuck yes oh my god Thor and he had Rocket on his shoulder yeah. and I'm just like fuck yes it was so, so sick I mean Stormbreaker like them forging Stormbreaker and having Groot be the person who like you know who who I know. makes yes. the handle that was so good so yeah. I, I I do you guys think that Stormbreaker is set up for Beta Ray Bill maybe do you, like do you think that's also his ultimate, I hope so it's also his ultimate hammer too right yeah oh yeah that's Isn't it an ultimate. He yeah, yeah he had one yeah that's where it was the combo of yeah. the axe and the yeah. hammer yeah too so that's a good point um I was I I was I honestly I was in my seat really hoping for Yarnborn mm. I was like <sighs> give me fucking Yarnborn but I'll cool. take Stormbreaker yeah still badass it, it was still <laughs> so cold that's probably like my favorite moment of the whole movie <laughs> I think I think I think my favorite one of my favorite moments of the whole movie was. Uh, when Winter Soldier picks up Rocket, oh yeah, he's doing the like yes. the callback to Guardians One, where he's spinning around, just yeah, just fucking awesome. And I, I like that <laughs> so he asked him awesome. immediately if he can, you know, like how much the gun was and then how much the arm was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I'm gonna good. get that arm. Get that arm. <laughs> that arm. <laughs> um, um, there was a big, cr- there was a huge cheer when uh, during the uh, when it was, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> That was just so adorable. Yeah, that was a big, big cheer there. Such a perfect, uh, such a perfect Captain America moment. I mean, that I think that is yeah. the thing that impresses me the most about this movie is that every character sounded like themselves, and not even like themselves from the first Avengers or anything like that. Like, ev- all the development that has happened with each of these characters up until this point, like they reflected that in how they acted. You know, like Thor now is a very different person than he was when you know, like in the first movie and, and even in Avengers. Um, yeah. You know, and, and likewise with Peter Quill and Tony and like everybody in this movie, the the Marcus and McFeely and the Russo brothers, like they have just like done such a great job of, of capturing everybody's voice and, and representing it well. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, so well. I, I, oh, God. So good. And I, you know, um, one thing I noticed actually that was impressive, like in, in speaking to that is that uh, so James Gunn was an executive producer on this movie. Uh, yeah. And not only that, but he actually apparently wrote all of the dialogue for the Guardians. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is interesting. I think he must have some kind of weird deal with Marvel where he has kind of some sort of ownership to the characters in the movies. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool because with that. Because really, that, their voice is... His, his, he wrote their voice. I mean, he is... Yeah. Totally. He did... Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I thought that was super interesting because I noticed his name in the credits and I was like, oh, that's that's odd. And then I kind of like did some Googling and stuff and it was like, yeah, every line of, of dialogue from any of the Guardians characters was written by James Gunn. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, super cool. And I also, did you guys notice that, because um, normally 
in in almost all these movies, the comic book creators they do like a special thanks thing almost you know toward the end of the credits that gets kind of buried and goes by really fast. And it's just a list of names. Um, mm-hmm. But in this, they actually so like they they did that for the most part, but they gave uh, a pretty like high up there credit with Jim Starlin. Uh, it was like right under the cast. It was like the producers want to thank Jim Starlin for significant contributions to the film. Um, hmm. I thought that was pretty cool because he, you know, he created Thanos yeah. and like so much of the Marvel cosmic universe and the Infinity Gems and all that. Like, um, yeah. yeah. So I, I thought That's that was cool. awesome to see Starlin get a little get a little shout out. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I should should we get into the like the the real minutia? I have a bunch of things that I could totally. Uh, I mean, what else are we doing here? Yeah, go for it. So why else am I sitting here? One one little nitpick <laughs> I had, like I I'm I'm pretty high on this movie. God damn it! Uh, first, no nitpicking though. Get out. <laughs> All right, you, you're allotted one nitpick, and then we're just going to talk about how fucking much we. Like <laughs> okay. Maybe not. You you guys might be surprised by the end of it. What I say. Um, my question is. How the hell does Star Lord know about Bowflex? Okay, that's a solid nitpick. That is a solid nitpick. <laughs> that product, first off, it was designed in 1986, which is a year after he left Earth. Uh-huh. But second, it didn't even hit big until like the late 90s. So right. that 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 one thing to me, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Um, maybe uh, maybe there's more to the Guardians than we know yet. Maybe they took a pit stop is on it- Earth at some point. I mean, technically, it's been almost yeah. four years since we last saw the Guardians in the universe, right? Yeah, but it's like you'd think we'd see Star-Lord come back to Earth if he was going to come back. Like, that's a big I mean, moment. Yeah. Maybe he's just picking up TV from the 90s or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Just getting those radio waves, man. I don't know. Maybe there was video on his Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. The video of a boat flies <laughs> on his Zoom. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I loaded yeah. I loaded this Zoom up with all your commercial. favorite stuff and an ad for Bowflex. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he had like <laughs> Yeah, maybe he had like they had like Seinfeld episodes on there and it was in the commercials. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> not, like know. not even Seinfeld, <laughs> like Seinfeld reruns that were on TBS, so they would have Bowflex ads during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I really enjoyed Ebony Ma. Uh he was a, oh a standout oh, henchman. Yes. Good old Squidward. Squidward, I mean, best joke. Solid villain, just generally. Yeah, he's pretty. Cool. I mean, I feel like this movie. I feel like this movie solved the villain problem. Over, 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 and all. Mm. See, okay, they didn't. They didn't feel as disposable. Right. I think most of the Black Order did. Ebony uh, Maw was a little bit better, and obviously Thanos, I think, was was better than most. I uh, no, but they're 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 but you know they are henchmen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, whereas Thanos, eh, whatever. Yeah. I and, and I I will I will agree with you on I think that the character development that was done for Thanos in this movie, uh, and especially his motivations, I think were very well handled, and I think that they made a very good sort of adjustment to the character in in why he's doing what he's doing. Um, yes. I really like that it wasn't. I'm in love with death. And so I got to kill half the people on Earth. Uh, yeah. I like that it was basically like, no, like, you know, most problems are caused by overpopulation, which, you know, as much as we don't like to say it is true. Uh, you know, like, so let me solve overpopulation by just wiping half the people out. And there you go. Um, you know, I, I think that that was much in a similar way to how, you know, I think Killmonger was handled. Like, it's a, it's a, a, a 
rough thing, but a thing that people, you know, like that there's some truth to and some, some credence to be lended there. Um, and I like that they showed that he does have a heart and that, you know, doing these things is not something that he, uh, that he, you know, really necessarily enjoys or wants to do. And he especially doesn't want to like, like the, the biggest thing with the villains, especially these grand scale villains is that they always want to rule, right? They're always like, oh, I want to rule over yeah. everybody and, and control everything or whatever. Thanos is just like, no, I want to wipe people out and then I want to, you know, get the fuck out of Dodge. Like, I just want to go and sit on my farm forever after that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he genuinely thinks he's doing a good thing. Yeah. And he's helping the universe. And when he's done, yeah, he's going to go to his farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which, hang out. which is fun. And I, I enjoyed the little homage to the Scarecrow, too. How, uh, like, in the yeah. corner when it shows him on that little farm, his, his suit is just sitting there. Um, yeah, I just, I, I feel like the, the biggest thing, you know, when they, like at the beginning, when they kill Loki and they kill Heimdall, um, you know, immediately like, oh fuck, like there's, you know, some shit's going down here. Like they're, they're killing some people off. Uh, you get further down the road and he kills Gamora and you're like, damn, like this is nuts. And then he wipes out most of the, the, the main cast, especially the new characters, and that's yeah. the moment where I go, oh, okay, none of this matters. Like, and, and almost it, it kind of yeah. cheapens it in a way to me. Because it, it, like all of that, everybody who has turned to dust is going to be brought back to life. All of them. You know, I, I agree where you're, you see Spider-Man go, but you're like, Spider-Man's got a movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not only that, but they can't leave half <laughs> of the population of the universe dead. Like, that would, I mean, this yeah. would be a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Like, you know, you look at the leftovers. Like, Earth would not just be able to move on from, you know, from 5 billion, 4 billion, 5 billion people dying, right? Like, it's 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 one of those things where I'm no, just... No, I, I think it would move on. I think it would just be hard and traumatic, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be cataclysmic. The amount of systems that would go down and cause nuclear meltdowns and, and like... Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, there's that risk. I, th- I think there would be absolute like a time of upheaval, but I think it would also. I think, I think, I think, I think part of why Thanos makes such a good villain is that he's not, he's really not wrong, and I think that that would, less people would lead to less fighting over resources, which could yeah potentially would lead to like a a, a much happier place to live oh of course yeah. and, and i look and I, I do agree with that like in principle when it when it comes to like l- you know really like internal logistics of like how our world functions if we all of a sudden had to do all the same shit with half the people and of course like there would be a, a reduction in how much we had to do but it wouldn't quite be compensate to no, I, I i i agree and i think you would adapt eventually i i mean i don't get me wrong. I think that that event would be a- absolutely cataclysmic. Yeah. But then, you know, and uh, I just I don't think it would turn into like a post-apocalyptic way. Sure. But the other thing about it is like almost everybody that faded to dust is a new character who has a future. You know, like Black Panther being one, Spider-Man yeah. being another, you know, like the only people that are left are the people who are expensive that won't be around for very much longer. <laughs> uh, you're, at least for the most part. Um, and so it's it's just it's but, so I, I see your point that, that that like takes some of the weight off. 
But the part, the, the, the important part is it's not about you, the viewer, watching it. It's about the reaction. It's the story itself and the main characters watching all their friends actually die. Yeah. Right? And that's the emotion there. That's not the fact that we already know that Peter Parker's going to come back. We know that Black Panther's going to come back. Captain America does not know that Bucky's going to come back, you know? So to, to all the, of all of these characters that we've been following since Avengers, mm-hmm. in their shoes, all their friends just died. Yeah. It is that cataclysmic moment for all these characters. It's, it is that you're, that you want to sit in the, sh- in the shoes of, of the, you know, the original five Avengers watching all their friends die mm-hmm. around them. And that's the power in that well, moment. It, not as much, not as much as the watcher being like, "Well, I know they're going to come back." It's like, yeah, sure, you do. Yeah, and I mean, and that is, you know, and that that honestly is a, a really good point. And I, I, you know, I, I think that that is something that didn't I didn't necessarily think of, and and that is a, a very good point. Um, I do think that it makes it harder to to sit in their shoes when you know that there is absolutely no way that it couldn't be resolved. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. I get yeah. you. I see your point. Don't get me wrong, but the, the 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 emotional weight that I felt was not from me as a viewer. It was absolutely been like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. This the scene that really clicked for me was when uh, when uh, Falcon was like crawling in the bushes, disappearing, and Rhodey was looking for him. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god, that was really, really yeah. that good. was that's when it really fucking clicked for me. Was it's like. I'm not worried about these guys that are disappearing. I know they're going to come back. Mm-hmm. But, but in, in but this the, moment, the, the, the like, tr- the like tragic, the tragedy I'm feeling for Rhodey looking for his friend yeah. and having him like miss him by seconds. Well, even Tony having Peter that wrecked me. Yeah, like fade away in his arms. Yeah. And he's like, that I don't want to go. Like, like Tony's like, I had a dream. I had a kid at the beginning of the movie, and then it's yeah. Like, mm. Peter dying in, like in his arms. Oh my god! Yeah, that that one really got me. Peter was just because he I'm, was just I'm, trying to be a good boy all film. Oh yeah. dear god, that was doing his best. I mean, fucking Tom Holland just knocking it out of the he's, fucking park is Peter Parker. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah, he really is. I like it's <laughs> there's it's he's so earnest and and you know he's like he he kind of has the heart of Captain America in a way where he's just like constantly trying to do what's right and like but in like this young way where he's trying to please everybody you know um it's like almost like a a kid with divorced parents happens a lot where the kid's just like always trying to like make everyone happy um and that type of thing and especially with tony because i he definitely sees tony as a father figure so he just wants to do everything to please him yeah man no, that was good could you imagine if the sony deal didn't go through and you didn't get that moment oh i know oh that would have sucked Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I'm the thing. Sure like, they already good. had Infinity yeah. War planned, you know, before the Sony deal happened. Like, it, it's yeah, you're you're totally right. Like, I I could just imagine I could just imagine the boardroom and they're like, wait a minute, guys, I got this idea because <laughs> we got Peter Parker back. Hear me out. It's gonna be crazy, and this is what we got. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I'm okay with that. It's good. I I I I loved Spider Man. I mean, I I don't like the suit. The the Iron Spider suit. I I hope that it yeah, goes not, away pretty I, fast. I don't. I agree. I don't love it either, but it felt right for the movie. It did. Yeah, yeah it served a I purpose. Agree. And I liked that it did serve a purpose because if it if there wasn't that that aspect of like okay I got to save this kid's life with this suit, uh, it would have almost felt like a a sort of abandonment or indictment of 
what happened in Homecoming, kind of the same way that Age of Ultron did, uh, you know, following up on Iron Man 3. Um, yeah. But I'm glad that it was handled in a different way where it wasn't just like, yeah, I, I, I decided to have suits again. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... So, uh, I go ahead. Yeah. No, that's it, yeah. I, I do, you, do you guys... Like, okay, that last scene, right, after Thanos uses the glove, it, it, it uses so much power or whatever, it kind of, like, you know, it, it does something weird to the glove afterward. Do you think that those stones are now, like, actually embedded or fused to Thanos' hand? I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm I don't wondering know either, about that. Because they still look completely functional. Like, just the glove itself looked destroyed. Yeah, it's like the gems were still easily visible, like, you know, kind of on his knuckles. Yeah. But it did not look like you could pull that freaking glove off anymore. Right. I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm I'm trying to kind of put together some pieces for the next film and be like, what is what is gonna happen here? I don't know. Yeah, I I really don't know. I'm not even gonna go there. I there there's a few things I want to kind of uh, bring up, but we'll we'll kind of bring them up later in terms of moving forward from this movie. Um, uh, I the other thing I wanted to to kind of talk about was was Thor. Um, okay. He has been that character that in the Avengers films prior, especially with Joss Whedon, has not really been handled very well. It's like they, you know, they'll always find a quick way to just sort of, you know, throw Thor to the side. Like they'll they'll lock him up in the little jail thing, or they'll you know have him go off on his own sort of quest that that takes him away from the action and and all that stuff, and then you know like sort of come back in the third act. Um, but the thing the thing was in like they kind of did that in this movie a little bit. Uh but the 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 characterization throughout it like I think with with Joss Whedon he didn't know at all what to do with Thor. Um right. yeah. But with this when when he goes off on his little adventure when he goes off to the side away from the action it actually feels like Thor is is experiencing things as a character and is going through something and uh has some real kind of fleshing out and growth rather than just sort of like being away for a while trying to find a thing. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, it's it's so refreshing that the last two appearances of Thor have actually been really enjoyable. I completely agree because oh. I love Thor. Yeah. And to finally see him in Ragnarok and this movie actually being a functional, enjoyable character... Is just, I'm so happy. Yeah, I think I think both of those two movies are is like textbook how to handle a Superman level character. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, you know, and you know, how do you deal with somebody so overpowered? Well, give them motivation to be having to do having to do something, right? Like, yeah, right. Instead of just like you said earlier, like locking him up or whatever. Yeah, having him go on a vision yeah, quest. Right, totally. <laughs> Vision quest. Yeah, exactly. Like, because they're they're unstoppable, and then you bring them back in for the final battle, and they just destroy everything. Yeah, yeah. I will say, and and he did, and it was perfect. It was. Oh, was so good. I'll say it felt like. Uh, <laughs> speaking of vision quests, it did feel, especially in that scene in um, Scotland, it really felt like Vision was not as powerful as he's been portrayed as previously. No, I feel yeah. like they I, I feel like they took him down and I think part of that was uh, I mean I feel like they did to Vision what they usually what they do to other guys, right? Where they yeah. like where they're like, Oh shit, Vision's hella powerful. Let's take him down a little bit. Yeah. Which uh, by 
mortally wounding him. (laughs) Yeah, because maybe they just didn't want to deal with robot Jesus. (laughs) And you know, honestly, I'm fine with that. Like, I think Thor's a much more interesting, ultra powerful, ultra powerful character. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I need to have two, and then. I also kind of like it too because Vision. It turns out Vision's big weakness is his love for the witch, and yeah, sort of he's becoming more human by having that sort of like he's the love angle, and now that's a complicated thing. How awful was it yeah. that Wanda had to kill him, Ugh. Mm-hmm. and, and then, then Thanos him brings him back? Totally, oh my God, and then he dies again. You know, it's horrible. How, that 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 hurt me on many levels. It's another uh, it's another moment like it's very similar to when Peter made the decision to shoot Gamora and then it didn't work. Like he waited until Peter made that yeah. decision to then do something. You know what I mean? Like it's just because then that character has to has to have that on their conscience conscience like that. He did choose that. He yeah. would shoot her. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same with Wanda. Like it's it seems like it's kind of one of those things that Thanos sort of enjoys or 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 you know like or he views it as a lesson or something like that where it's just like yeah like multiple times in this movie he just lets somebody kill someone they love yeah kind of nuts yeah but like a really badass thing to do as a villain (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i uh um i i'm curious though like so the soul stone they they make much ado about that he kills gamora for it you know and gets it or whatever uh but what the fuck does the soul stone do? Like, did the soul stone well, do anything? It gives you the, it gives you the power over life and death, but, which is exactly what he needed to be able to wipe out half the people on the planet with a click of his fingers. But he yeah. but he couldn't have done that with without all the other stones. Like, if he had just had the soul stone, he wouldn't have been able to do that. Uh, I don't know. Because that I mean, because that was his ultimate goal. So why not just go for the soul stone? Why bother with all the other ones? If that's Great the question. case, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it, it felt a little weird where it was like every other stone did something specific. Uh, but then the soul stone, it was just like, okay, now I can do the thing that I set out to do now that I have all of them. Well, isn't there like that other dimension though? Like with the soul stone, like doesn't it have its own dimension? Yeah. And like in the comics, Gamora has been trapped within it for a, before. That's true. Yeah. So I, I, th- I think Gamora is not dead. Oh, you think I, that by sacrificing I, her, he kind of put her in the Soul Stone almost? Y- yeah, yeah, that's what I exactly. was thinking as well. Interesting. Because there, yeah, yeah, there is that Soul. Because it has dimension. happened before. I mean, even in the current Guardians run right now, Gamora is trying to find the lost chunk of herself that's trapped in the Soul Stone. Oh yeah, that's right. In in Jerry Duggan's run, or I guess the is it still yeah. the current one, or didn't they reboot it? I don't I fucking don't know. know. I don't Can't know keep anymore. Up with this shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does so adam warlock has a has a has, is it the soul stone that he has in his head or the soul gem in the comics i think so yeah i wonder okay so, so a lot of people are thinking he's gonna come and fucking resurrect everybody well that, so that's the thing that I'm, I'm curious about is you know there there is i mean in infinity gauntlet after this event there is sort of the deus ex machina character that that ends up being adam warlock I'm wondering if it's still going to be Adam Warlock in in you know Infinity War two or Avengers four or whatever it is, or if they're replacing Adam Warlock with Captain Marvel a little bit, or maybe I both. Because I mean they did set up Adam Warlock in Guardians two, I guess. Yeah. Well, they absolutely did. And so, but then you know, it's like at the end of this one, Nick Fury sends his SOS call to to 
Captain Marvel. Um, on a pager. On a pager. That was so cool. A pager <laughs> with like some sort of weird <laughs> cosmic battery attached. Yeah. Yeah. So that was awesome. I, 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 I'm curious how many people like furiously had to just like Google what the fuck was that right after. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, as soon as it like happened, I was just like, oh, that's so cool. And Cap looks at me and he's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So I, I do I do explain it's, it so much. It's kind of the same thing as the first Avengers, right? When Thanos shows up and everyone's like, who's that guy? Yeah. Um, Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a fun little thing to get all the get all the, the casual fans involved. Come on in, yeah. guys. The water's fine. Um, I, I will say that I thought this movie was very well balanced between all the different groups. Yep. Like how they split them up, everybody yep. worked. And when it would jump, it didn't feel like like oh, I wasn't done seeing them, yep. you know. I it, agree. It was very well done. I wholeheartedly agree. I thought that it was And they really they chose the like dynamic. They chose the groups well with the how the dynamics would play within those groups. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um like so well. I mean, like I could not have picked a better group than Thor, Rocket, and Groot. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, did, I would not have expected that between Thor and Rocket, you would have like one of the most like deeply kind of emotional moments in the film. I know. Yeah, and that like I, it was that moment that I realized like, holy shit, everybody in Thor's life is dead. Everyone, all of his friends, like the you know the Warriors Three, Heimdall, fucking his mom, his dad, his brother, like. Everybody is everybody's, dead. Everybody's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, That's so crazy. crazy. And actually, and yeah. and Rocket comforts him. Yeah, I, I like well, how I like how uncomfortable he was <laughs> doing it. He's like, so uh, <laughs> dead brother, huh? Yeah, <laughs> That's a bummer. Uh, that but he tried. He, he tried. It's really good. He did try. Well, I mean, Chris Hemsworth did also show like that dude is a. He's a good actor. Like he was, you know, in that moment, he did so perfectly of like kind of covering up for it. You know, like this dude who's definitely really, really uh, mourning and just like totally fucked up, but is like trying to just, you know, be normal. Um, yeah. Yeah. He showed kind of that that inner conflict really well. Uh, I also, uh, so th- th- this is another thing that I'm like, it's a little nitpick. It's a, I, kind of a big nitpick, but Thanos... Why you know he 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 kills half of the Asgardian population on that ship, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he blows up the ship. Yeah. So what happened to the other half of those people? I don't know. Because he wasn't seeking to wipe all of them out; he just wanted to wipe half of them. Yeah, I don't know. Escape escape pods. But it was like instantaneous. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but then it's also like, what's Valkyrie doing? Like she could have been pretty helpful. Sure. Or Korg. Or Korg. Or maybe she helped other people escape. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh. I I mean, I feel like this movie sort of solidified that, like, you don't need to answer everything in every movie. Yeah. Because they they fill in a lot of details elsewhere. I'm okay, like, not knowing these things right now. It's just like, "Eh, I don't know what happened. We'll find out. Yeah, I I think I'm okay with it as long as it (laughs) gets answered at some point, you know, if if the next film answers it or something like that. It's it's inevitable. They're not getting rid of Tessa Thompson. Oh, no, and I'm sure they're not getting rid of it, but if it's just like, oh, yeah, she did die, but then they erase it, then I'm like, well, that's an inconsistency in Thanos' plan. Um, Right. 
you know, if if they're like, oh yeah, she went. This is where she was the whole time. Then I'm like, okay, cool. Because uh, I mean, it it, it kind of already starts off, right? It starts off with the ship already half blown up, right? Yeah. Well, so it, like, it starts off with the ship getting shot by Thanos' ship. Yeah. I don't know. Star Wars style. I don't know. I don't know. That was cool. That was really cool. That that was a good way to open it, especially you know since they do so many fucking Star Wars homages in this universe. It was it was yeah, a nice way to homage totally. it. I yeah, I I agree. And also, and I, I do I do just have to because this is fucking brilliant. Peter Dinklage as a giant dwarf as a giant dwarf. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> fucking that E-tree. was incredible. I was wondering if he was going to be like Modok or something, and I was like, that'd be weird. Uh, him as E-tree was pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah, it it was so good. Um, I and also uh, Kenneth Branagh. The, so the voice that was calling. Um, uh for just like the the distress voice at the beginning of the movie that was you know saying like we're just a peaceful as guardian ship or whatever yeah uh, that was kenneth branagh huh. i didn't know that yeah, that's cool right that's fun. fun little thing and like they, like they're involving like all of the sort of original directors john favreau was a producer on the movie and it's, it's good stuff that's good um i am a little disappointed that hugo weaving wasn't red skull yeah, I in a weird way though, I kind of almost think that uh, Ross Marquand did a better job than Hugo Weaving did. He did really for, good though for for the three minutes he was on screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Hugo Weaving it was hated still being Red Skull. Really cool. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I I still love him, and <laughs> I, I wanted him to be there, but it was still cool. Yeah. I, yes. No, I to- I totally agree. I think. Um, I, I, I enjoyed having Red Skull, Red Skull show up. It would have been cool if it was... Um, and he, like, I don't think he did a very great uh, impression of Hugo Weaving, but I think that he did a, a good Red Skull voice. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I didn't feel like he, it was an impression of what Hugo Weaving did. He kind of had more like a Elrond type voice yeah. that's what it sounded like to me anyway yeah it didn't sound like red skull voice uh did before no. but it, it it sounded good either way um yeah it, i have no complaints no. i just i wish he was there <laughs> <laughs> uh there wasn't much cap in this movie i was surprised at the lack of cap i think that yeah i think that that was intentional i think it was like we have so many people we need to just like sort of balance it mm-hmm because then, you know, half are now gone. And then the next movie is probably going to have a lot more. Yeah. Sort of. Because this was the let's get everybody involved. So then there's an emotional payoff at the end. And the next one's going to get going to be let's get the, 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 the major players involved. And then there's going to be an even bigger emotional payoff at the end when they inevitably die or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Cap's going to die. Yeah, Cap Cap's gonna die. I, I'm I'm there's a yeah. there's a few people I think are definitely gonna die. Um yeah. I I almost feel like everybody that was safe at the end of this movie is almost guaranteed to die. Is dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's kinda how I was feeling too. <laughs> Honestly, the the biggest one that would make me sad at this point if they died is Thor, just because it's like we're just now getting to the point where Thor like is being handled well. And so yes. it would almost feel like a missed opportunity for Thor to die. I I want Thor to be safe yeah. and Doctor Strange. You know, I, I'm I was, I'm warming up on him. I was I thought this Doctor Strange in this was awesome. Oh, he was so good, <laughs> so good. Like 
he, he like they need to keep him like they do the Hulk. Like he cannot carry his own movie. Yeah, I don't think so either. I I, I agree with you. I think he he's one of those players like so well with everybody else. Yeah. It'd be cool if you took all those characters that like are just kind of better with other people and put them just in their own sort of franchise. Like you take Doctor Strange and Hulk and freaking um I don't know who's in the Ant-Man. Ant- Ant-Man. Yes, that'd be a good one. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh like you just make kind of this weird hodgepodge team of like a bunch of those characters. I feel like that would be a great way to handle them. Um throw Drax in there for fun, why not? Oh, Drax is just the best. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> that that moment with that look on Tony Stark's face. When he's just looking at him for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't say just, anything at all. Like One of the best things. Like it's just, you can see it like trying to register <laughs> in his brain like what just happened. It's so fucking good. Why is Gamora? <laughs> Drax and Mantis just looking at him all earnestly. <laughs> fucking amazing. Because I was thinking, because I, I was, you know, going in, I was like, how's he going to deal with all these people? And I was like, oh, he's not. He's just going to stare at it. <laughs> He's not gonna say anything. He just no. He, he just, just shuts stuck. down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I I I love that. Like just having having Tony interact with like you. You have these three characters all next to each other, whose entire shtick is making pop culture references. Yeah, and then yeah, having them all sort of like being annoyed with each other for the very same reason was. Yeah, very good. I really liked that. Yeah, it, was, it was so good, and it was, yeah. it was super hit- hypocritical for Tony to be like, "If you make one more pop culture reference <laughs> to to Peter, everybody just worked so well together." Totally. Yep. No, it was I. I like oh, so many of these characters. It's like because yeah, that that was part of the question. Is like, oh man, I really like. I I'm curious how this person responds to this person, and this person responds to this person. Um, yep. And I'm curious. I mean, like it's it's weird. You look at what happened on Titan and it's Tony and Nebula that are left. Like that's a, that's weird. Like they've, they've never even spoken to each other. They don't know who the fuck they are. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember who Tony was stuck with. It's Nebula. Yeah. yeah. Like what yeah, is he going to do with her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to have to fucking build a suit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. At a spaceship part. Maybe he'll just take Nebula's corpse and make a suit out of it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Nebula. Because he's stuck there. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, the ship is destroyed. Like, everything's kind of fucked right over there. It, and, and it is Titan, Saturn's moon Titan. Yeah, I probably. Question, question, question mark. I feel like they're leaving I that vague intentionally. <laughs> oh, okay. Where they're just like, we don't, we don't know and we don't necessarily have to say, hopefully. Yeah, that's fair. Because I know in the, yeah, in the yeah. comics, it's definitely it's Saturn's moon, but. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't know. It would be... I feel like it would be weird to be like, yeah, you know, Saturn's moon. We got all these giant purple people uh, in a day where we know a bit more about our immediate surroundings in space than before. Of course, like, we don't know that much about Saturn and its moons, but... Sure. I don't know. Well, we, we... I mean, we know quite a bit in real life, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to... One thing that really struck me in this film was... I really enjoyed how they start the movie by showing you exactly how strong Thanos is, just more or less on his own. Mm. Mm-hmm. When he's just holding his own with the Hulk. Yeah. Kicking the Hulk's ass. Only just kicking the Hulk's ass with just the two rings that are the two gems, which was like, what, 
mind and uh, he had the power. No, no, he didn't have. It was it was yeah, space and power. Yeah. No, okay, yeah. he did have the power one. Okay, so that make changes things a little, but yeah. Nonetheless, yeah, just kicking the Hulk's ass. Holy shit! Yeah, I completely agree. That just set the tone of because the Hulk is always there while we have a Hulk, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. So you're fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah. Loki dropping that line. That was that was, that was awesome. Yeah. I. We why, have why, a Hulk. Do you, why do you guys think that uh, the Hulk wouldn't come out for the whole movie? So. I think it was because he got his ass kicked, but man, did they really not illustrate that well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah. It was just like he suddenly started having issues, but he didn't really explain it very clearly. But the Hulk was in the trailer. Well, yeah, that was just an insert. I thought that was a fucking brilliant marketing move. <laughs> because... It throws you off the game, man. That's true. That's a good point. Like when Cap's holding back Thanos, there's only two rings in the trailer, but in that part of the movie, he's got five already. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. They, they just completely threw you off the game. I'm okay with them doing shit I like am that. too. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good move. Yeah. Totally. I uh, The other thing I found fun, so, so the end credit scene with Fury and Maria Hill, that scene is almost exactly the scene toward the end of infinity gauntlet number one, except in, in in the comic they're in space rather than on the street. But like, it's, it's right. It's like basically the same scene. It's so fucking cool. I love it. Um, last thing that I really have to kind of ask about the movie itself. What the hell do you think Dr. Strange's plan is like, why did he give up the time stone? I think because he saw the only potential successful outcome. Yeah. And that was it. So yeah. I mean, and I think I think he simple. saw that he needs Tony. Tony plays a huge part in the only way they can win. Right, exactly. It's either it's either give it up and let Tony live, mm-hmm. or don't give it up and everybody dies. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think that's as simple as that. So do you yeah. think? I I feel like we're definitely getting set up for some kind of timey wimey Back to the Future madness in the next movie. I think Doctor Strange is going to show up in the future hmm. as while he's meditating on Titan. Well, see, I I kind of hmm. that would that would actually be very interesting. Uh, yeah. I also kind of think Tony is going to sort of do a back to a Marty McFly Back to the Future thing somehow. I hope not. Yeah, I, I, really I hope, hope that, that doesn't. doesn't yeah, I don't want that to happen. I it's so I, I will say I don't I don't I. I, no, <laughs> I don't like that at all. I don't like it either. So there are there are set photos, and no. I don't want to, I don't want to know about it. All right, I, 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 I hmm. no, I don't want to see that. There's they also probably filmed a whole ton of shit that got deleted. So could be, yeah. Uh, um, no, I don't think that's. I just I I I I can say with almost certainty they're going to be going to the past. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm almost positive. Nope. I don't care. <laughs> and if, I don't want to hear any more of this. I hate that. That's my, that is my, that is my geek uh, buzzkill is when it's like, I saw set photos and this is the truth because it's never right. Okay. It's always wrong, Rachel. Uh, all right. <laughs> Still think they're going to the past. I So one thing I, I would love to see in the next movie, and I hope we get to see it, is is Peter Quill coming back to Earth. Like, He's dead, though, bud. 
Well, he's yeah, but he's not going to stay dead. I'm going to kill Chris Pratt. No, nobody's. I, I know they're not going. Yeah, I just no, I, know. I really uh, want to have that moment of Peter Quill coming back to Earth and just like actually seeing what all has changed. Like you know, maybe in a denouement yeah. where everything's back to normal again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, a rocket on Earth. Yeah. Seeing a raccoon in a zoo. <laughs> or just seeing a raccoon. Yeah. Because he always says, what the hell's a raccoon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that would be so funny. <laughs> um, I enjoyed yeah. that Groot spent the entire movie on his phone. <laughs> Playing a game. Playing a game. Playing asteroids or whatever. Yeah. I am Groot. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Watch your language. Whoa! <laughs> 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 so oh man! I, uh, with the timing of Ant Man and the Wasp, I kind of feel like and/or hope that the microverse is going to play a role in the next one. Like that'd be, I think that'd be really, really fun to have them explore the microverse on such a bigger scale. No pun intended. Hey yo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah, that'd be cool. I wonder, like, I mean, Ant-Man and the Wasp has got to take place, like, before this movie, right? I th- Some people say it takes place during. Interesting. I thought it was before. I, it's We don't know. I think that's the best answer is we don't know. That would be interesting if it was during, like, it ends with one of them fading away or something. I think it might. Ooh. That's, 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 that's a strong possibility there. That could be really interesting. Okay. Yeah, that would be cool. Huh. I dig it. Um, Here's the other one that I've that I've seen rolling around is that everyone who disappeared mm-hmm. is in the normal reality, and everybody that we're seeing now, like Lost style, is dead. Yeah, that, huh. I, I I I kind of agree with that. That's like because that's you know it's like sort of how I was thinking like oh yeah the the everyone who's alive right now is probably just gonna die like I think that that could be a very good theory where this is just like a different reality and all these people are actually dead in real time. The only thing that puts a huge kink in that is Doctor Strange saving Tony's life. Yeah, it's true. So, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's, you know, like the anyway. soul gem. Maybe it's a soul for a soul type thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, do you think... You guys, I, we should probably... What? You got You want to get more? Couple, a couple quick things and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, I kind of hope we get to see Quicksilver a little more in the next movie. I hope, like, I hope that he kind of comes back and we get a little bit more of that character since he died so quickly in Age of Ultron. Yeah, I don't need that. Nah. I think it'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I, I kind of want, like, going forward after this is all resolved, I, I would love to see Scarlet Witch kind of go forward with... That's another character that would be in that team-up of support characters. Um, yeah. I, I would love to see her and, like, her kind of go to sort of learn from Doctor Strange and Wong, like... Because she hasn't really learned about her yes. powers at all, yes. ever. Yes. Well, no, and the fact that she was like, uh, like, pretty solidly holding Thanos back, mm-hmm. yeah, single-handedly, literally, yeah, that's yeah. pretty fucking awesome. Totally, that was way cool. Yeah. So she's definitely got more to her than we know. Yeah. Oh, totally. I, I think so. Um, well, I mean, let's. I, I think uh, you know, probably time to just sort of to give this guy a rating from each of us, and and uh, then wrap the show up. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid 10 out of 10 for 10 solid years of movies to get to this point. (laughs) This music, it just doesn't, it won't stand on its own. It can't stand on its own. Uh, 
but in context mm-hmm. for being the like the ultimate build up for Marvel and what they were trying to do fucking knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. totally so that what that I'm not rating this movie like I would rate say a new Quentin Tarantino movie or uh uh or uh like the uh, you know, Annihilation or a Cloverfield movie or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. This stands in its own little universe as like it's just the ultimate, or I guess the penultimate uh, Marvel film. So mm-hmm. where it sits, where it stands, you did it. Good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Because <laughs> they could have fucked it up royally. Yeah. They could have. I yeah. And they I, didn't. They didn't fuck it up royally at all. I agree. It was. It was just a lot of fun, and the payoff was there. And mm-hmm. I mean, to see Red Skull come back was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's where that guy's been. Ten fucking years, and they paid that off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, really, it's more Shit. like seven. I mean. <laughs> was it? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. But no, I hear you. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm going to say, for me, a 7 out of 10 with an asterisk. I think this score, for me, will be dependent on what happens in the next move. you know, in the next two or three movies uh, leading up to Avengers 4. Whatever, like, huh. if, if Avengers mm-hmm. 4 happens and it's all basically retconned, like, this entire movie is just wiped away and it's new reality and none of that really ever happened, uh, then I feel like this movie would get a lower score. If Avengers, yeah, I, yeah, I I agree with you there. Yeah, because then it's like, why the fuck did I watch that movie? Um, right. Yeah. If Avengers four happens and it's and it builds off of this and strengthens from this and and uses the things that happen in this movie to sort of further the stories of these characters uh, and and give others you know a send off or whatever, then I think it could go up from seven. But I'm gonna sit at seven right now with a sort of caveat to like revisit it next year. Um. But you know that being said, I still thoroughly enjoyed watching this movie, and I'm gonna see it a third time. Uh, it's yeah, it's without a doubt awesome. Um, there was a thing that I was gonna yeah. fucking say. That I, there was like a last thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, and then it just exited my brain. Huh. Oh well, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I just remember the other horrible, tragic thing that really got me was when Black Panther said, "This isn't a good place to die," and then died. <laughs> yeah. We want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. That's a bummer. Really quick thought. I uh, I actually, you know, given so like with with Shuri, right? Like people are really digging Shuri as a character. I think it would be really interesting if she kind of became the next Iron Man. You know, like yeah. she's the inventor, she's like this young kid who, you know, like is building all these crazy gadgets and kind of providing things and whatever, like I think that would be... And she's way smarter than Bruce Banner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I I, think it'd be awesome if she became the next Iron Man. I'd, I'd be totally cool with that. Yeah. So that, that, was, that was a little thought. Man. She could even be another one of those characters for that hodgepodge Avengers group. There you go. <laughs> That'd be a fun group. Huh. Yeah, anyway... Yeah, I I'm I'm I only saw it once and I'm ready to see it again. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to go again. Likewise, um, but but yeah. don't let us don't let us be the only voices in the room, listeners. What did you think of Infinity War? Give us your tweets. 
Give us your give us your nice little nice little tweet bags. Um, I feel like a couple of people might have tweeted us uh, in the last week since we called for some tweets, but I don't have Twitter up right now. Uh, so you know, we'll 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 maybe get to it next week probably. Uh, but in bet- in between now and next week, uh, also tweet at us and let us know what you thought of Infinity War, and we'll discuss it uh, on the uh, on the pod, on the cast, on the show. <laughs> on the show, <laughs> show that we do. <laughs> um, but I also wanted to, to quickly bring up um, going forward, we're gonna we're gonna do a slight alteration of format. Um, we put out our listener survey recently, um, and also, oh yeah, we got we got featured in an article on Geek.com top top ten podcasts for superhero fans or whatever it was called. Um, yeah, that was really cool. So, so welcome to anybody who's listening to the show for the first time. If they found us through that article, uh, that was a, a pleasant surprise. Um, it's always it's always weird when that kind of thing happens. You're like, oh, huh, thing. It's it's some weird like reminder that there is this reality that people listen. Yeah, that people to listen to this shit. Really stupid shit. I'm literally so I'm sitting in my room right now in pitch blackness. I I. <laughs> I sat down to record and there was daylight shining in through the window and so I just like didn't think to turn on the light. Uh and the sun has since gone down here in sunny Los Angeles. And so I'm I'm just sitting in a pitch black room talking at a wall. Uh we I, I actually remember to turn the light on this time, so Yeah, we we usually end up in darkness over here, honestly. That's right, you guys But don't. I do I do <laughs> I do appreciate that as well and I uh, that's very, very. I feel very honored that Geek.com chose our podcast. Yeah. Yes. And it was. Uh, I'm very grateful for it. Um, it's gave me a little revitalizing that I oh, yeah. desperately needed. And I mean, every other show on that list is so much more longer running and big than than we are. So that yeah. was interesting and and whatever. Like just to see. Oh shit! People are putting us with with those guys okay like like word balloon being one example i've listened to word balloon since i was like 14 years old <laughs> like i that that's that's weird uh that that yeah we're being mentioned there um but it's really cool so so thanks to the people at geek.com and uh and if you're listening because you clicked over from from that little article then then we appreciate it and thank you for tuning in um we will be. Uh, it just goes, go it, it'll, it'll just go downhill from here. It's so. downhill from here. Yep. <laughs> Nothing better. <laughs> Nothing better coming in. Um, but uh, yeah, we and we're we're doing kind of a, a sort of new format going forward. Um, kind of in response to uh, partially to the listener survey, partially to like where we were kind of at. I feel like we were getting to the point where sometimes we were struggling to find things to talk about, um, and our schedules have all been so misaligned and busy that it's been hard to like get on the same page to read things as evidenced by Sandman 13 having been the issue of the week for the last like three or four months. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been a minute. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in that survey, uh, you know, we kind of asked, um, you know, if you preferred like the Savage News episodes or, or catch up slash no topic or whatever. Um, and it seems like a lot of you want more uh, Savage News. Um, there was still a lot of people saying that they they liked the catch-up um, type stuff, and a lot of people saying that liked newer, n- the movie reviews um, and comic reviews and stuff. And so going forward, the majority of our episodes are going to kind of be split where you know we do our regular catch-up at the beginning like normal, 
and then the second half we uh we'll kind of talk about some new stuff um because we're a f- comics focused show uh you know I, I feel like a lot of our news will be centered around comics specifically um we'll still talk about the movie news we'll still talk about you know like video games and stuff like that that come up that interest us uh but one thing that that i feel like has sort of been missing in general from podcasts is that not a lot of shows talk about actual comics news um you know there's a lot of shows out there talking about the movies and and all that stuff and we'll still discuss that stuff but i feel like uh comics and their creators i think just need a bigger spotlight in general um and i think you know discussing that and giving our sort of feedback and opinions on you know just just our takes on what's going on there i think will be interesting because uh you know i i don't know it's it's just it's a thing that gets overlooked i think all too often um but we'll still have our regular old antics with our ketchup and whenever there's a big movie like infinity war or you know we all decide to kind of like read the same comic maybe we'll do something for black monday murders or something coming forward um we'll have that but the kind of default every week is to talk about news and that way we have stuff to talk about <laughs> you know we're not we're not sitting there like oh, i didn't have time to do anything this week and i don't know what i want to talk about uh i didn't do anything and i'm a really boring person <laughs> <and> <laughs> let me just talk about that yeah it's like sometimes i want to talk about stuff that's going on at my job because there's really cool stuff that happens but there's this thing called an nda that means i can't talk about any of that to anybody so that's not fun um yeah but you know, and so I, I anyway, I I think we're all kind of reinvigorated. This movie, as well as you know, like the things that happened, getting shouted out on the podcast or on the that website, and and we had already kind of like been coming to the conclusion that we wanted to do a new format. Um, I think I don't know. You know, I'll speak for myself. You can speak for yourselves, but I I feel kind of reinvigorated. Uh, kind of doing something new, and obviously coming into this summer where there's so many I think movies that I'm super excited for now. Um. I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, this will be a, a fun a fun second half of the year for, for the podcast. Yep, I agree. Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> it could be the end. Maybe next week we'll die. Um, but yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that's the stuff. So hopefully you like it if, if you've been enjoying the, the Savage News stuff. And also, like, there, there will probably be weeks, you know, we've, we've had times recently where we just haven't been able to get on the same schedule. And, and I've pulled somebody in last minute and stuff like that. Um, Hopefully there will be no more episodes where I'm just talking by myself. Uh, those are those are not super fun. Um, and so hopefully those times that we know we're not going to be able to get scheduled, we'll be able to pull in other people from other shows or, you know, comics people or just friends, whatever. Um, so th- that'll probably create a, a diverse array of voices contributing to the, the, the savage conversation. Yes. Anyway. Uh, all that to say, if you, if you've been enjoying the show, um, then we would greatly appreciate it. If you, uh, give us a follow on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, we're at Savage Land Pod on Twitter and Savage Land Podcast on Instagram, as well as Facebook. Um, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying the show or on Stitcher if you are, uh, so inclined. Um, and yeah, let us, let us know what you thought of Infinity War. Give us a, give us an old tweet. Uh, or if you have something super long to say, then you can send an email to letters at savagelandpodcast.com. And I'm running out of voice, running out of steam. Yep, we'll read it. I mean, that's the thing. We are. Whew. 
We'll read anything at this point. <laughs> desperate. We're desperate. I know. We it's like the ratings will still come in. It feels like we get a, a rating or two every couple weeks, but like it's been a fucking while since anybody wrote a review. Uh so if if any of you out there are feeling like uh feeling like tossing an old review out there, we we would love to read it. Um But yeah, that's that's it for this giant sized episode. I feel like there's no other way to do an Infinity War podcast than than making it giant, but uh yeah, that's that's all I got. You guys you guys want to send them off into the ocean? Um thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate you. <laughs> And we hope you've enjoyed your time in the Savage Land. cool.com you never know hurry up <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I know I had one more thing to add to my ketchup and now I'm like scrambling <laughs> to remember what the fuck it was <laughs> I'm <laughs> not even that upset about it. <laughs> just thought that'd be funny. <laughs> that was really funny because I was totally just spacing <laughs> off. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> just like <laughs> staring at the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh man. All right. Um, I'm ready. You know where else you can hurry up? <laughs> <laughs>